What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 176 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Where are my dogs at? Oh! Thank you, cool Greg. Yeah, that was good. And the Reverend Jared Petty. Doki doki, good to be here, my friend. How are you doing? Uh, well, right now, mm-hmm. I really have to go to the bathroom on yeah. and off. My stomach on is in off. turmoil. Is right turmoil. now an off? It's an off right now, but it what was did you really eat? on a minute before, and it was really on a minute after. I know, every now and then, that ketogenic life Fucking just, Nick. Just sneaks this is a Nick problem. No, this I know. Is, yeah, I it's know. a keto thing. Nick's and in just, the bathroom all the time, and I yeah, hear one of them. It's just suddenly just like, wow, I didn't know that I could give birth to a pasta baby, but yeah. I did. Jesus. Yeah. 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 So, There's a, a lot of people in this building right now, including Matt Scarpino. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... Man, I guess that's it, really. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know about what's happening here. I don't like to talk about my poop normally. We're not going to talk about it. It's just very, very upset time. How are you, Tim? I'm I'm fantastic. What is So now, of course, Kind of Funny Prom, as Mm -hmm. of this recording, two days away. Two days away. If you're watching this on Kind of Funny Games cast, happens each and every week right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And if you're watching this there on Friday... No, that's not right. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You get it early on Friday. Right. Then on Monday it goes live on okay. YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Patreon people, it's the day before prom. YouTube people, it's two days after prom. Just sure. ask Kevin about so time zones. One, one, something to do with yeah. that. All right. One of yeah. uh, knowing how things go. Every week we get together to talk about video games, all the things that we love about them. Uh, you can get the show, like I said, early on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can watch it live with us for just $1, um, or you can pay a little bit extra to watch it whenever the hell you want to. Whoa! Or wow. for free if you wait until Monday like a sap. I see a lot of saps out there. Oh. I'm not liking it. I'm not liking it one bit. Don't insult the like good people. They're doing what they can. Yeah, but some of them are extra sappy, and I'm not down with them. But it's pretty exciting because they're coming here Monday. They're hearing us talk right now about how The Rock showed up on Saturday. For I the you need to stop pushing this <laughs> rock agenda. What are you talking about? I remember it. <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> I remember it as clear as day. Here's where I was going with Kind of Funny Prom being imminent. Mm-hmm. You've been working. You're Obviously, you, you just came into work for the first time in a couple of days. You've been working on all these graphics at home, doing all these different packages, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You you're, you're wearing the hat right now. The hat usually indicates yeah. haircut. It's Did, haircut day. Haircut it day. is haircut day. I didn't oh, know if yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. tired, yeah. sleepy, it's, it's you've been prom, working. I mean, it's all that stuff, too, but it's prom oh, You kind of have a My Little Pony thing going on right yeah. now. Like, you're from I the side, like especially. I don't like wearing hats, honestly. Yeah? But it's just like, this is a disaster. You know what I mean? It's not a disaster at all, no. I mean, yeah, like, it is. Well, it doesn't look good right now, but <laughs> I mean, it's not terrible. Put the hat back on. I wasn't trying to kill you. I try your hat It's hot. Yeah, 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 try sure. your hat on. It's I don't like hats. So I'm, Ooh, it is warm. Now that there's context, the hat's oh, it's very down. tiny. It does not at all fit my <laughs> well, head. I mean, it's adjustable. I, I don't think it's going to matter. My my head is very enormous. So anyway, <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. That's like, did you see him wear a bag over his head today? I did. He's well, yeah. a goon. Yeah, a goon. You're a big goon. I, I, I mean, again, it's just it's gradually a growing exercise in narcissism. That's what this is all about. That's in our the last, end, that's the, being an internet personality. Yeah, yeah. In the end, I devour you all, and then I give birth to spider eggs that are all shaped like me and take Jesus over the internet. Fucking Christ! Uh, thank you the to Patreon producers like Tom Bach and Eric Heights for allowing these shenanigans to happen and spider babies to come out of Jared. I don't know where the fuck we went with that, but we had I didn't pasta like babies, it. we had spider babies, all kinds it's of too stuff. Many, too many babies. Baby. So it's been a while since we've really just talked about games we were playing because of all the E3 except stuff for going last on. week. We, we did, did last thing, week, yeah. but I know. But then Swish. There, there's there's a lot more going on now. I'm excited. I've been playing not too much because I was going to say you've been working on stuff. I'm so mad because we're getting codes left and oh, right. Oh yeah, we got that one oh. game we can't talk for about. We got the code for games that I'm really excited. Can't talk about it. Can't talk about. It's okay. I don't know what it is. I can't. Talk about about it. I got crash codes for Switch, Ooh. and I'm Ooh. just like, ah, I just want to play it, but sure. I can't. Um, but Just Shapes and Beats is a game that I can't remember if I talked about on Gamescast. I really don't think you did. Didn't you? Yeah, you asked people to tell you, right? Yeah, they, they were telling. No you? one told me. So I no guess you didn't do it. Way. You didn't do it. Well, I'm saying know. you didn't do it then. Um, but full disclosure, my wife works on the PR side of the game. Just Shapes yeah. and Beats is uh, a rhythm game that is kind of a shmup without the shooting, so it's just the mup part. Um, there's like crazy shenanigans going around. You just need to avoid the things coming at you. It's it's pretty much just shapes and beats. There's a lot of colors involved. So if things are pink, you got to avoid them. Then they're usually you'll see kind of like a, a warning that it's coming because it, it starts to there's like a gradient of pink coming in and then strong pink attacks come. You're this little like blue shape yeah. that uh, that you just got to like kind of go around. It's like 2D plane and um, then you just kind of. Use the analog sticks. Sounds to, like to it move sounds around. like Ikaruga and yeah. the and the Undertale battle system. I didn't buy oh, it yeah. so I don't know the Undertale battle system. <laughs> but it is it's very much like Ikaruga, and yeah. uh, it's all based on music. It is hard as fuck. Yeah, 
Uh, but there is a casual mode, and it's similar to Celeste. Like they're not, they don't make fun of you for yeah. for turning it on. I've actually had to turn it on for a bunch of different songs, and then go back later and try to do it the other way. Yeah, and there's some that I still can't beat. Wow, uh, I'm only seventy five percent through the story mode. I love the game so much. The music is super awesome, done by a lot of uh, really great people like Danimal Cannon. We know him. Uh, yeah, he's friend a, of the show. Friend of the show. Cool. Great dude. Uh, makes dope music. And he rocked the spare bedroom back in the day. He did. He did back in the day. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but what's what's really cool about the game and something that's unique that I haven't seen done before is there's a, a world map in the story mode. Okay. And um, it it's Mario World-esque where you just kind of go through. But every once in a while, the rhythm game, like the gameplay, just starts happening on the world map. So you'll be going, the music will just start playing, and all of a sudden the world map turns into a, stage. a level, a oh, stage. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's like you never quite know exactly what you're about to see, and it, it switches it up enough uh, where the story's presented in a, in a really interesting way where, um, like, for example, you start the game off, and you're going on this island, and there's the, the world map, and you just kind of go dot to dot to dot, and the credits are above you, and you just see people's names, okay. and you make it all the way across. Then, like, the island, like, gets attacked by these bad shapes uh-huh. and bad beats. Um, and they, they start a- attacking you, and the names start freaking out and, like, becoming things. And you have to dodge the letters as they're flying towards you. Oh, this sounds amazing. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. And then you get into it, and, like, it's a really abstract story, but it doesn't matter. Um, what are you playing a- this on? Switch. Switch, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, like I said, it's hard as fucking nails, and I love that. Okay. Um, the, the checkpoint system is, is really forgiving, I, and I, I think that they, they made some smart calls there because um, none of the songs are too long, but it does kind of teeter on that point of, like, do I really want to have to play this song for the 10th mm, time yeah, in a yeah, row? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with how the checkpoints work, it's, a, it's never too bad. Um, and there's a multiplayer mode. We did a, a party mode for this. Not up yet. Uh, not up yet. Oh, okay. And uh, but man, I'm I'm all about this game, and I got super stuck in it last time I talked about it, which I think was on Games Daily or something. Yeah, I think so. Um, I got so stuck and frustrated, and then it's classic video games where I went back to it like crushed a week it. later, crushed it first time. Two like, questions. Yeah. Okay. One, when mm-hmm. you got stuck, mm-hmm. is it pattern based? Like when you play a level, is it the same every time? Every single time. Okay. Exact same. So thing. it's like so an R type entirely. Type yeah. yeah. Okay. Entirely cool. puzzle based, and you you know exactly where things are going, and like. There's a lot of times you're like, fuck, this doesn't feel fair at all. Like, they mm-hmm. didn't uh, telegraph it enough. But then it's like, once you start to understand the tricks that the game uses and, like, yeah. the, the patterns that they have of how they set up the barrage of insanity, you're yeah. like, all right, cool. This makes a lot of sense. And I I love it so much. And it's, like, one of those a cheap little eShop games. So I definitely recommend giving it a shot if you're into rhythm games at all or if you're into... Cuphead style challenges. Second question: What is that multiplayer like? I'd love, I'd love to hear just a brief description. The multiplayer is it's there's multiple modes you can do. You can do party mode where you can't die and it's just fun music playing, and then it's just like a cool thing you're um, going around. And it's actually called party mode, uh-huh. which I enjoy. Do they owe us money then? I feel like they should pay us something. Yeah. Um, and then there's a there's a multiplayer mode that's like a co-op thing where it's just the single player stages, but uh, there's four people and uh, you're just trying to survive together. Um, and all of your lives are pooled in one okay. set. So it's like you got to watch out for each other. If one character dies, it's kind of new Super Mario Bros-esque oh. where uh, you can go save them. Oh, I love like, that. They're like, they'll be dead and fine there, and you can you just go over to them, and if you stay on them long enough, Revive. They, they, they come back to life. Okay. Revive. Cool. Uh, the controls are super simple for the whole game. It's just analog moving around, and then any of the face buttons does this like dash uh, in any direction that you're holding that, that you're uh, invulnerable for, like, half a second to to be able to get through things and it is so satisfying when, once you get like the rhythm down for a song you're just dashing around dashing around, and you're like fuck you stage and there's boss <laughs> fights and they just destroy you and you're like ah okay <laughs> i deserve that for my switch shit. is sitting 20 feet away i'm running over i'm downloading this right off the show you should I'm absolutely yeah, sold. It's so up your alley it's really good also i'm totally keeping this hat because it actually fits and has to told you it would fit so yeah, you were correct. Right you about that. Yeah, you look great. So, no, thank so you, speaking Tommy. of rhythm games, though, Greg, yeah, on the Switch. Enough of this baby rhythm game you've been baby playing. Baby rhythm, just no. shapes and beats. Grown ass man. Let's talk about the king of the castle, the cream of the cop, crop. Damn, cream <laughs> of the cop. <laughs> coming cream back. Of the cop. Coming back from the dead. Luminous remaster out go. right now on Switch, PlayStation Four, or Xbox One, probably PC. Who the hell knows? Uh, Luminous is here. It is back. 
It's all I've ever wanted. You know I love Luminous, everybody. It Jared, you've seen it. It is on PC, by the way. It is on PC. You, you didn't check. You don't know. I did check. Is, <laughs> I've is, heard it is TurboTax in the way? You uh-huh. know? You got to get your TurboTax. No, it's, I don't. TurboTax. TurboTax is also on PC. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, anyway, you were saying, Jared. You before. saw my, you saw, got to see my euphoria a few weeks ago. I got to witness the happiest Greg Miller I've ever seen. No, no hyperbole. Yeah. I've never seen you happier. Yeah. Um, it was extraordinary. Uh, you really were just in, on cloud nine. It was also amazing to watch you pick up Luminous for the first time in God knows how long and yeah. play for 45 solid minutes sure. and a single game. In that endless mode. Yeah. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. well, okay, Greg Miller's very good at Luminous, even when he's rusty. I was yeah, very impressed. Yeah. He's like, you want to play with me? And I was like, no. No, I'm good. no, <laughs> no I don't. Because my average Luminous game, not 45 minutes. Yeah, and that was, you know, out of the blocks. Uh, obviously, this, this Fortnite business caught me off guard, mm. so I, I have not I wanted to have Luminous Platinumed by now. I do not because I have not. I just haven't had the time to sit down and play because I'm playing so much Fortnite and we are on the road for E3. Excuse, excuse, excuse. Plus now it's on Switch though. So my plan is when I'm on the road next week, be playing that Luminous get 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 it all where I want it and then come back super sharp knock out the platinum that's an excellent right there I want to know what's luminous like with that switch pseudo button d-pad thing I'm not a hater of the switch non d-pad like okay. a lot of people are but again I'm not your I'm an old-school gamer Mega Man all that jazz mm-hmm. I have yeah. no love for it it's fine it does it does it fine that's you know true I mean? you learned to play in the master system which was kind of like, even worse yeah that even was worse. really terrible right. yeah, control. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I love the master system but that controller sucks yeah. when's the last time you played luminous because for me it would have been Luminous uh, Electronic Symphony on Vita was the last time You're I a really crazy got person. Launch game on PSP. No, I got I got all hundred. I got hundred percent trophies in uh, Luminous Electronic Symphony on Vita, mm, which well, was like a great reinvention of it because you remember they used the back touch mm. for superpower moves, which got you crazy high scores. Just yeah. last night, Greg Miller, I had the opportunity to introduce my wife for the very first time in yeah. her life yeah. to the delights of Luminous. Wow, it was wonderful to watch. Yeah, it was did great. it connect for her? Oh yeah, she loved it. Uh, I mean, she likes puzzle games, drop games anyway, yeah. but she never played Luminous. She never really fooled around with my PSP. Yeah. Uh, that was not, not something she used much. Uh, handheld gaming is... Did she understand she, that it had a UMD slot, though? You could uh, put any disc you wanted. Universal. What, anyone, anyone you want to put in yeah, there? You watch yeah. those movies? I had, a, I had Ghostbusters on UMD. Yeah, don't, go, don't forget wow, about it. Man, I want a, is there a dedicated like desktop UMD player? No, of course not. I want that so bad. Yeah. There is. Is, is there? there? Is yeah. There? Really? Oh, totally. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. It might have been Japan only, but that definitely more sense. I need to get one of those. But yeah, she uh, she's kept screaming Tetris every time she tried to do a Tetris like move. No, she'd be like Tetris. Yeah, but she quickly. There's definitely to it and really a different it. vibe to Luminous. It's Let like Zen me Tetris. go. Zen Tetris. Wait, are you? Is that a Pip what? Boy? Exactly. Let me go to the internet where Botstoff wrote in to kindoffunny.com slash kfgd with a question that didn't make it to Kinda Funny Games Daily but pertains to this and says, "Angry Greg voice, please, Gregory fucking Miller." How the fuck do I play Luminous? Okay, and thank you. I picked up the game because you kept raving about it. I love puzzle games and was intrigued by the Tetris Effect trailer, so I bought Luminous Remastered on Switch. However, the tutorial was literally four slides of how to stack and turn blocks. I need more! How do you work up a combo? The basic challenge is 100 levels? I can barely get past level two! I know I can just look up a YouTube video on this, but I would love you to teach me, oh Grandmaster Greg. I'm enjoying the music lots so far, and I know I can get into this game. Thanks, much love from your neighbor up north in Vancouver, BC, Botstoff. Teach us from your wisdom, Greg. Oh, I want some help, because obviously Luminous now is just like breathing to me. It's that. It's just that natural. You know I'm what not, I mean? Okay, well, I'm not a great Luminous player, but obviously... Just correct me as I go off, if yeah, I go off or I forget okay. something important. Okay. If you've never seen or played Luminous, person driving this car, and now we'll call you Anthony. And if you're a woman, we'll call you Rebecca. If Anthony and Rebecca are in the same car right now, both of you take your hands off the wheel. I'm going to control it with my mind. Don't do that. I'm just kidding. I can't. You're dead now. Dead. I just that was killed quick. you, Anthony and really Rebecca. Fast. Well, I, I assume they're on the highway. Mm. Maybe on the autobahn. You're gonna get. You're gonna get an email <laughs> from yeah. a crying child who's like, "My parents are both dead." Greg and I'll be like, "How the fuck did you find the podcast?" You know what I mean? Were you in the back he seat? He was listening. He was Shit, listening. To the fuck back that seat. is a good yeah. way you got me there. His parents child. were killed in the car, and this child is right. If here, your so. name child is Bobby, I urge you to come to San Francisco with a blade. And we will fight in a knife fight to decide if my blood can bring your parents back from the dead. Did you just if offer that f- after you stab me with your blade, if you drink three fourths of my blood, <laughs> you're gonna fight an eight year old. Three fourths. 
Luminous. What, what, what do we do with the last over Greggy project? That's how you win Luminous, folks. Luminous right there. You drink Greg Miller's blood. It is a blood. puzzle game that is simple to understand, difficult to master, in which at all points, a lot of people want to think of Tetris, right? Yeah. It's not Tetris. No. But at all points, basically, a square falls down made up of four separate blocks. So think of a T through a square, four separate blocks. On uh, In any game of Luminous, there are always two colors. Your goal in the blocks, and then the the blocks, the squares that are coming down, the four blocks making it up can be all one color. They can be three of one color and the other color. There's color combinations of those two colors. Your goal is to take the squares and drop them into a way that you are then making solid colors out of the four blocks of neighboring blocks to make another square of the same color. Now, I know this is that sounds basic, sure. Think of it this way, though. If we dropped a square, which is then made up of two columns of the four different blocks, right? If I then brought another square down partially on top of it, like so, to, so like imagine one column is going to land on the other column. What's going to happen is the column hitting the, the other column is going to stop and stay. So you'll have now yeah. a four going up. But the one that was coming up here will now slide down. The, co- the second column of the on top block will slide down to the bottom ones, thus giving you what would be one, two... Three. You'd have three yeah. columns on the bottom. Now, I, I know this is hard, not visually. You understand luminous. I do. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's hard sure. to explain, it's but you understand. It's hard to explain. But You're doing the best you can. Basically, You're- think of these columns aren't, they aren't. You're not always dropping full squares like Tetris, right. where you think you're dropping a square and it's going to sit there and you're going to have space underneath. You're always going to have these blocks sliding down. Yeah, everything is fluid. It's about putting colors next to other colors, and it's about watching that line cross the screen That's and the big timing thing. it. For Bot Stoff, what he's talking about is how yeah. do I get my combos up? Because combos are what you need to be racking, raking in to make your uh, score go crazy. What you, there's a line that's constantly coming across the screen and clearing out the squares you've made. What you need to do is drop them in quick enough succession that you're getting multiple squares. So it's going, all right, there's one, two, three, four, five, and that's giving you the combo then to go. Now, this is a game that's uh, known for and based on its music. When you're dropping these and making squares, you're getting beats that are being inserted into the song. So some songs are quicker than others, meaning the line comes through quicker, blocks drop faster. Some songs are slower, so the line comes in super slow and the blocks drop super slowly. Yeah. So you have to be on the fly as the level changes, these 100 skins, as they change and go through, that you're doing it the correct way to not build up and lose as you would with Tetris of hitting the top of the screen. Right. That is... A crash course in mm-hmm. Luminous. Yeah. It is an amazing game. It is a fantastic game. Justin Davis of IGN the other day arguing it is the greatest puzzle game of all time. Honestly, I, I've fallen into that camp before, and this is one of the things Justin and I would often talk about and agree on, I do believe, mm-hmm. in the fact that I think Tetris is amazing, and I love Tetris. Luminous, for some reason, clicks with me more. Wow. Yeah. And, I, and, and I'm you're not... A big Tetris guy. I am a big yeah. Tetris fan. That's mm-hmm. why I lost my fucking shit in that lead up to E3 when they're yeah. like, Mizuguchi, the guy who made Luminous, is now making Tetris Effect. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> and you, you played Tetris Effect, right? Yeah. What do you think about it? I can't wait. Yeah. I, I, what's, what we got to do is I'm putting, I don't know if you've heard about this, Tim. Mm-mm. I'm taking the Per Schneider Intersight Championship and mm-hmm. I'm putting it on the line in an invitational at PAX. Yeah. I've already invited anybody who wants to, any of your giant bombs, your Katakus, whoever, send me one champion from your squad. I'll put it in this tournament. Whoever can walk away with this thing and keep the rotating trophy going. Yeah. If we walk away with it again, which I guarantee there's no fucking chance we will. But if God somehow lets me win this thing back for us and we bring it back here, the person we have to have a huge grudge match with is one, Justin Massigill from the PlayStation blog. Oh. Justin... When they announced Tetris Effect, I flipped the fuck out on. He flipped out on, right? And then somebody linked us up. of like, oh, you guys should play each other. And I was like, I'll, like, I'll take this kid down. And Justin's like, bring it. And I was like, whatever. And then I went over there, and te- he had just finished up. And literally all the Tetris Effect people were like, he's amazing. And I was like, fuck, god damn it. <laughs> and they were like, no, he's like got the highest score anybody's seen. He went right to expert mode, and he cleaned it out. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And I talked to him, and he was like, yeah. And I was like, it sounds to me... Like you're to Tetris as I am to Luminous, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not that great at Luminous, but I love it a lot." Oh, I'm not, I'm not Tetris good Ray, as I. He doesn't touch the controller. He moves the blocks with his mind. But it was. I sat down and I did Tetris Effect then, and there, I, I, they were impressed with me as well because I got to the rank that Justin got, but yeah. I didn't start on expert. And like, it was that thing of like, Oof, I bet he's way better. We need. I want to do best two out of three, uh, or not. I want to do 
three different puzzle games and see how it goes. So oh, we I play like Luminous, that. we play Tetris, and then we have a random Tetris. one. And Magical Drop Three. Puyo Puyo or whatever. Puyo, yeah, 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 that's yeah, that's actually a really good. But I want. I think I might have Jared go find an obscure oh, game really that weird? neither of us have played that we Dude, can play. Puzzle that. League, man. Bust uh, out the N64. Oh sure. I've I've got it already. Tetris Effect though was like it. It's what I love about Luminous and just like for me. And like it was, it was interesting. You know, the day we got it, and we played it here. It was just fun to sit there and zone out. Not to mention, like, to really bring back memories of. I think when before streaming existed, I don't know if this is just me, but you'd be playing a game and you'd be like, talk, you'd kind of like interview yourself, like as if you were on an ESPN thing. No, that's not a thing no, you that's, would do. That's no, that's just pure narcissism. Just not Please narcissism, explain. but like, I'm, what? You're doing a good thing. Like, I always thought, would think about it like after like watching Happy Gilmore and then you're playing something and like the golf voices of like, oh, Greg's mad that he's put that piece no, there kind of thing. I'm not insane. live. I'm not live commentating on it. I just assume this is a natural thing everybody did. No. I wasn't <laughs> no. live commenting, like saying these things, but I was playing in my head. No one drinks blood. No one's <laughs> fighting eight-year-olds with a razor and no one does this. <laughs> but uh, sitting there and talking to Jared while I played it was that and I was like oh yes it's kind of what and I remember playing it when I when this motherfucker was on PSP dude when I bought yeah. my PSP and I bought Hot Shots Open T Golf Open T and then I bought Luminous Twisted Metal 2 head on didn't do it you didn't no 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 oh, I, I came it. back with those two games I, I, I this is my reward for graduating college starting my fucking job that didn't pay me anything I yeah. wasn't buying million UMDs except for Ghostbusters um, <laughs> sitting there and playing it like it I uh, me and my ex we got insanely good at this thing because what it was is that we would sit there and put something on TV like a DVD or whatever family guy episodes sit there and play and we then it would like when you die pass it off and eventually it got to the point where it was like I'd play for an hour and a half die pass it off to her and know that for like an hour and 15 I did I had nothing to do because wow. like we were just like fucking killing luminous I'm very rarely in awe watching someone play a video game you yeah. really are just that good and it's, that was my thing and when I went home that night uh Jen was out of town and so I went home and you know I, I opened a beer and had Porty on my lap and killed the lights and put it on and it was another thing of just 50 minutes of this amazing music these amazing visuals like you have to see it in motion and listen to it and then to really understand what you're getting to awesome but even then it was uh this is cool and this is great but i'm getting distracted by my phone i'm doing all this different thing the tetris effect was the opposite it was all of that without any other thing blocking you right i was in mm. playstation vr and it was just like playstation vr headphones like the music there the vision and it was like fuck this is great that's Rad. awesome. Yeah, so I'm super stoked to play some uh, uh, Luminous on the plane and do the same thing. Is the game out? Yeah, yet? out right now. Yeah, you can go get it. Very cool. Check yeah. it out. Now, Jared, you've been playing a bit of that Octopath Traveler I prologue. Have. We got that prologue out right now. You playing it? No, I'm waiting for final thing. I, I want to just go, and I know that I can play and go mm -hmm. with it. I don't want to do the thing where I play for three hours and then wait a week or two, and then do I get who was I? What am I? No, I'm waiting until I have the full fucking cake, and I'm going to go cake. I'm down, 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 down. And then it turns out cake. inside there was a baby. Wow. <laughs> what? Man, you are really bloody minded today. <laughs> fucked up, man. You want to devour children or have them devour you today. Sure, 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 sure. Like, like, like one of those. Like like old fairy tales, Hansel and Gretel stuff, right? Or right. Or something. Anyway, Tim, too. would you be fucked up if I took off my shoe right now? My foot was a baby's head. It would. It would <laughs> be very strange. You and Kojima, I feel like, would be. Oh really my god! Very very total recall. Just yeah. lift it up. <laughs> Quit. No, Octopath Traveler. Uh, I really like it. It feels like a, a kind of a return to form. It, it feels very Final Fantasy VI inspired. It's got that kind of overwrought, overbearing old school RPG vibe that I really enjoy. And something about the artistic aesthetic and the fact that not every line is voice acted, but just enough of them are that it feels sort of contemporary and everybody speaks a little too much, but not so much that it drives you crazy. It's not like Golden Sun chatty. Okay. It's it's okay. more it's it's more than old SNES games, but less than really annoying GBA RPGs. Okay. Uh, right there in that sweet spot. It's fun. Every character has unique abilities, and they're all useful. And even the guy that's like, I'm the scholar, who that's how I started with, it's like, well, that ability's going to suck. But it's like, no, I can walk around town. Anybody I talk to, I can get extra stuff out of them. But the extra stuff's not just like backstory, although that's cool, too. It's like, I talked to this guy. He told me a backstory. That revealed a hidden item. So now, like, somewhere on this map, Something I never would have found otherwise, just by being Sherlock Holmes, I find that I get a That's little awesome. stronger. That's really cool. And there's all kinds of neat stuff. Like the hunter can like build a party of of like different animals that can take uh, elemental weaknesses in combat and switch them off. Like okay. summons, almost like their weapons. Or it's just it's really thoughtful. Lord, it's beautiful. Here's my question, Jared. Pat. Yeah. Since this game was previewed, debuted, whatever you want to say, yeah, teased the trailers and such. 
I looked at it and I said, everybody said, oh my God, this game looks awesome, looks amazing. And I was like, it does look awesome. It does look amazing. Is it modern enough that someone like me that never connected with 8 bit or 16 bit JRPGs is going to get into? You know, I think so. Okay. Um, I don't think it's purely a nostalgia trip. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's just stream. Do you mind turn based combat? No, not at all. I then, like turn based combat. Then you'll be fine. Okay. Yeah, okay, cool. I don't. It's it's not tedious. Okay. At least the parts I have played. Again, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Very early in Obviously, this enormous game. I haven't played the the prologue yet, but from playing the demo uh, a year ago, whenever the fuck it was. Uh, the music is so good and it's like orchestrated and it's like an actual orchestra. It's not like weird MIDI bullshit. Sure. And I feel like that does help make it feel more modern. Yeah. Uh, where it's like visually, yeah, it looks like an old school game, but like the lighting effects mixed with like the quality of the okay. sound okay. and like the voice acting and stuff, it, it makes it feel not like a, a retro game. It okay. feels like a new game. I concur. And, and there's a secret from old games that they really smartly stole, which is that old games are very good at presenting a lot of information in a short period of time. And so instead of watching a five minute cutscene, you watch a 35 second cutscene with these really beautifully articulated little characters, and there's just enough animation quality and facial expression that the game actually moves in some ways more briskly mm. than a modern game would, even okay. though it seems like it's gonna move slower. Uh, you expect an old game to be kind of slow and plotty. Octopath Traveler so far doesn't feel that way. Okay. Which character did you play as? I picked the Scholar, mm -hmm. uh, and that's where I started. And I, I, I can't remember. I never remember, I was talking with somebody about this the other day, I never remember characters in RPGs by their names. Mm -hmm. Like I, that spiky hair guy from Final Fantasy VII, you know, that dude. Yeah, that uh, guy. Yeah, the boxing glove girl. Mm -hmm. um, that's how I think of everybody in an RPG. It's like when people talk about people from Game of Thrones. Just like, oh yeah, the red lady. Exactly. Like, All right, we that, know who you're talking about. <laughs> that's every RPG character, but I'm the scholar, and uh, he's like a detective. That's his power, mm -hmm. and it's a really neat one. But but all of them seem to have really intriguing abilities that work well together. I I like it. It has a stupid name. Yeah, very stupid name. Stupid name. But, but whatever. I'm happy they stuck with it. Are you? I, I mean, I wish it was Final Fantasy 16, but you know what? Yeah. I'll, at this point, they're fucking doing. They know what they're doing with it. It's like. Hey guys, this name's fucking dumb. This game is exactly what you think it is. And you either get that or you don't get it. It seems weird that it's not Bravely Default 3. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like it's like they're trying to start a different franchise. I, I, I'm way too early on to make the call, but it feels more like an old Final Fantasy game than most of the imitations that have been done since. Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of wish it had been a, a mainline Final Fantasy that game. That would have been cool. It, it really would have. And from what I've played of it, I absolutely love it. I'm with Greg where I'm like, I can't wait to get into it and just go through the. How the long game. is this supposed to be? Is this It's supposed to be long. It's 80 yeah. to 100. 80 to 100. Yeah, yeah. Thank God it's on Switch. You know what yeah? I mean? Yeah. And that's my thing is like, I, I'm in no rush to beat the game. Yeah. Like, I'm totally down to have this and play it over the next year. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, again, playing as Primrose, the dancer or whatever, that in the demo, I was like, I love the story. I love how it's goofy and silly and it is kind of trite, but. In a, in a way that feels nostalgic, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, I, I'm ready for this shit, man. Let's That's go. rad. Uh, and then Jared, you also you tell me something about Game Maker. Oh yeah, so yeah, playing a little. So the Steam sale is going on right now, Steam Summer Sale, which means that like almost everything on Steam is at some kind of discount. So I went and finally grabbed Game Maker Studio Two. Uh, I've been using Game Maker since college. Okay. Pulling around back when it was way back in the day, when it's much more primitive than it is now. And I used to fool with that and uh, media, other software that was designed around game creation. And I got Game Maker 2 on sale and grabbed it and started porting one of my old Game Maker games into this. And instead of trying to do any kind of like automated transference, I'm just rebuilding the game in Game Maker 2. And the languages are fairly what similar. What is Game Maker? Is it exactly what it sounds like? Is it related to RPG Maker? No, not exactly. It, it's RPG Maker times 100. Um, game Maker is powerful enough to produce commercial products. So it was RPG Maker. I mean, they made To the Moon in it. But Game Maker can make a wide variety of different kinds of games. It has a very friendly learn or relatively friendly learn to make a game interface okay but it also has a very powerful scripting language that you can directly access at any point under the surface to customize just about anything is it, it is, easy to get into no okay it is not um but it is easier to get into than most other game making tools uh toby fox uh created undertale entirely in game maker hmm. uh, okay. that's that's what he used to make it or almost entirely in game maker uh if, if i'm correct there and other commercial games um spelunky was originally a game maker game. Okay. Um, and it allows you to imagine things and find a way to execute them. It has remarkable power 
uh, for, for a product in its price range and with its relative accessibility. And even though it's not easy to get into, there are so many tutorials out there because it's been around since the 90s. Yeah. And so many demos and such a huge community that there is a solution out there to anything you're trying to do. Somebody's figured it out. And so you can go out there and dig up that info when you get stuck. It is a great learning experience. And I'm learning again about that generational jump right now. I was up till two o'clock in the morning last night trying to figure out how to draw a line between two points dynamically because I've forgotten how to do it. Yeah. You know, it's super simple stuff. But I haven't, I had this, this old demo I made uh, in Game Maker 1 for a game that I think is pretty good. It's a very simple arcade style iPhone game. Skateboarders from hell. And so <laughs> I, uh, and so I, I'm porting it right now. And I'm forgetting how I did some of the tricks. Sure. But rather than look them up in my old game, I'm trying to figure replicate. them out mm, again and mm, replicate them mm, in the new. Mm. So it's been a great, cool. I recommend it for anyone that wants to learn how to make video games and is willing to understand you're going to spend hundreds of hours learning to use it. And every hour you're going to learn how to do something new. That's, That's awesome. Cool. I, I want to make a game someday. If I do, it'll almost certainly be made in Game Maker. That's rad, man. And the last game we got right now is the Bloodstained uh, Backers demo. That's right, Ritual of the Night, Bloodstained, John Ruffio singing about it. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, look, uh, have you all played any of the Bloodstained stuff yet? No. I play. I haven't played the Backer demo or the E3 content, but last year I ran, th I did the E3 demo and stuff like that, and we've seen it along the way, obviously. Did you have fun with it? Yeah. yeah. No, like, I, it's, for me... I came to Symphony of the Night way late. I want to say I didn't play it till it was on PSP and I was working at IGN. Okay. And I was like, holy shit, this is awesome, right? And so to jump into something that is modern, sharp, and beautiful, but still have that feel to it. Like, mm -hmm. you you put it so much more eloquently, and you're such a be uh, bigger expert on it than me. But to jump into it and be like, oh, this is from that guy, but it's here in modern. And okay, cool, I'm in. Like, I'm totally in when it comes. The simplest way I know how to put it was playing this demo, which I first played at E3. Yeah. And, and that I'm playing through again now because I'm a backer, which means I have really access to it. La-dee-da. Um, yeah, looking forward to my physical Vita copies. Yeah! Uh, but it's I have muscle memory for a game I've never played. Yeah. That's yeah. what happened. That's cool. I got to the second boss... And the second boss, vastly different than the first boss you play in the original demo. A person just your size with a sword. And it's you in a room with this one person facing off. And I was Alucard. I was doing moves that I knew how to do from playing another video game 20 years ago. That's so cool. And I, it was just flowing. And I was like, I have no idea if this game's going to be as great as I'm hoping. But it does testify. That control fidelity testifies to the idea that the people behind this understand what I want. So this feels more Mega Man 11 than Mighty Number no. 9. Oh, by a mile. By a mile. But what's your stance on Mighty Number no. 9? Mighty Number no. 9 is a game that doesn't need to exist. Um, it was a good idea that did not come together the way they wanted it to, and that was apparent. I, I'm not sure whether that was some... They put way too much emphasis on speedrunning. I don't know if that was marketing getting involved or if somebody just lost direction in the middle, but... Mm. It's odd because uh, Mighty Number no. Nine it had some input, if I remember right, from NT, who also made Mega Man Nine and Ten, which are excellent, mm -hmm. and and Blaster Master Zero, and Circle of the, or um, Curse of the Moon, mm -hmm. and all these amazing games. But somewhere in that one, something got lost. Does Bloodstained have a release window yet? It's last I heard, it's supposed to be 2018. I don't believe it. I yeah. think that's a 2019 game, and I'm basing that on gut. Mm. Uh, they have no reason to hurry that I'm aware of. Uh, they've they're, they got way more money than they ever expected to get on it, and so why not wait and do it right? Um, but what's what I played? Have you played it at all? I have not at all. Uh, it's are in, you interested it's in the room? No, I didn't like the art style when they first debuted it, and I was like, kind of like, at, my thing is we're at a point now where Metroidvanias are so common, sure. That I'm like, I, I don't crave more Castlevania. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, big fan of the franchise overall. I loved the GBA ones and obviously Symphony of the Night and all that, but. Um, this nothing about this like intrigues me, and I just don't like the art style. Yeah, the, mm. the art is not my favorite either. I think it's pretty, um, I, but I very quickly found myself forgiving that. The part I like about it that distinguishes it and distinguishes Symphony of the Night from almost every Metroidvania sense is you were literally picking up something new like every ninety seconds. And a lot of Metroidvanias, you go find something every 10, 15 minutes, and that opens mm -hmm. up. You will find a new weird weapon, piece of armor, trinket, helmet, spell, special ability yeah. constantly in this game. And you're just like, I don't know what this is good for. 
And I don't know what happens when I combine it with two other items, and suddenly I'm throwing Hadoukens or something. Yeah. But God knows, it's weird. I'm going to try it out. That's what I like about it. That's what cool. made Symphony work, and this has some of that same vibe to it. Mm. I'm like, I can summon tentacles from space to kill things now. Why not? That's awesome. Video you games. know, it's, it's great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Cast is brought to you by Marvel Puzzle Quest. Let me tell you about this, Greg. I know you're a big fan of this yeah, game. I was going to say, don't tell me about it. I've played Ant-Man it, sir. And the Wasp. Are coming? Oh no! Is coming to a theater near you very soon. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm in the store. Are coming? You know what I mean? Grab well, there are two of them, but one. Uh, Ooh, and we have a game for your phone on the show today that we've been spending some quality time with lately. The game is Marvel Puzzle Quest, and the folks at D3 Go are upsizing the fun with numerous Ant-Man and the Wasp happenings this month. Is this going to get you back into the game, Greg? Yeah, probably. Mar- I mean, that, that's the thing is like I, when we did the last activation, I talked about it, right? Where I was like, cool, uh, it's a knockoff Puzzle Quest. And then I was like, wait, it's D3. Oh, wait, this is Puzzle it Quest? Is it's puzzle just quest. Puzzle Quest? Yeah, I awesome. need to get back into it. I know I, well, a whole bunch of kids got motivated and restarted their uh, uh, alliances. I forget what they call them in the game. But like, uh, you know, the, your little guilds, we all need to get back into it. Uh, Marvel Puzzle Quest is Marvel's only match three puzzle RPG mobile game experience, and you can download it for free today. In Marvel Puzzle Quest, you can create a custom team from the Marvel Universe that features characters like Iron Man, Black Panther, Deadpool, Rogue, Gambit, Luke Cage, so much more. There are more than 150 superheroes and villains packed into the game. Once your team is set, you can join your friends or other Marvel enthusiasts and be part of a mighty alliance and compete against others of the leaderboards in weekly tournaments. Uh, right now, Marvel Puzzle Quest has a ton of in-game content for Ant-Man and the Wasp as they are featured in the growth industry event going on right now. <laughs> and uh, they have ghosts coming to the game really soon along with a number of new supports like the Qu- Quantum Realm or Wasp Gauntlets to equip to your characters. And we have a special mm-hmm. offer for new players. You can download Marvel Puzzle Quest using the link in the description or head over to www.d3go.com slash games. Uh, and get yourself three free tokens from the Partners in Crime Vault to possibly earn Ant-Man, Wasp, or other great rewards to add your collection. Uh, that's d3go.com slash games. Get it free. It's a fun game. Go play it, guys. Rad. Let us know in the comments what you think about it. Cool, Greg. Can I have another water? Yeah. Thank you. So, topic of the day, guys, comes from Patreon supporter... Chris Bowring, oh, who supported us at the level to get his topic discussed on the show. Oh, thanks, Chris. It reads as follows: Hey, kind of funny team. You guys have talked a few times about how to break into the games industry, but I'd like to add a new perspective. Okay. I've worked as a freelance games journalist for smaller websites for about three years now. I've worked tirelessly putting out hundreds of pieces of written and video content, from reviews to news, etc. Yet it took two years for me to make my first paycheck, and even then, I was paid far less than min- minimum wage. After several years, I felt like I was going nowhere, so I took the advice you guys gave and tried to create original content no one else was making. I write articles about how video games relate to bigger social issues like relationships and mental illness on quietstoriesblog.com. I ran a podcast where I interviewed game developers that other sites seemed to ignore and even launched a Kickstarter for a satirical book about video game characters. None of those endeavors have gotten me anywhere. My question for you is, even if you work hard, even if you do something different, is it impossible to make a name for yourself in the industry without a pre-established audience or friend or connection that can lend you their audience? Is there any Mm. chance for unknown names to be heard? Thanks. Chris Bowen. There's very little chance for unknown names to be heard without help. Uh, the plain fact of the matter is that all this work you're doing right now is potentially uh, designed to, one, hone your skills. Thank you, Greg. And two, to catch the attention of someone with the ability to give you a break. Uh, somebody with a large megaphone, perhaps an employee at one of the major media outlets like GameSpot or IGN, perhaps an employee of a place like this, perhaps a YouTuber who finds your work and amplifies it, perhaps somebody from a marketing department. Without someone to amplify your signal, the odds that some algorithm is going to Mm -hmm. stumble across your work are very, very, very low. You're not trying to have masses of people discover you based on what you're doing right now. You're trying to have that one the right people discover you person. Discover right, you. right, right. Even if you do everything right, and this needs to be said because we don't say it enough, you can fail just doing everything right. Luck is also a huge factor in this. And I don't know if that gets said enough. You have to do everything right. But even if you do, there are more people that want it that are good at it than there are jobs. And that's something to remember as well. True. So the headline for this video is how to get into the video game industry in 2018. 
Okay. So just for context for this conversation. Sure. I feel like that we've talked talked about this so many times, and yeah, this does add some interesting wrinkles to the whole thing. But I, I feel like what you're Can saying see is it? Can I hold what it? you're Can saying I... is right. Um, the exception being like, yeah, if you do your own thing, you don't need you can make your own job. You don't need to worry about uh, the other people giving you the chances. However, that means you might not get paid what you feel you deserve based on the work that you're putting in. Oh, yeah, in. doing your own work is, is going to get you noticed. Doing your work may become your bread and butter, but without a signal booster that's already established, I think it's almost impossible. Yeah, totally. I, I feel like you need to, where we're at now, is you need to have a YouTube channel. You need to be able to, to, be able to point to things that show that you understand basic stuff at this point, like metadata and branding. And if you don't- Thumbnails. Uh, thumbnails, social media. And if you don't have your head wrapped around that, you are not going to compete with anybody else, no matter how well they know that you know video games and can write about video games or talk about video games. Like you need all these extra skills as a base, and it doesn't mean oh that means you're going to be able to get a job. It just means that's your resume now. Like that, it's the modern day resume for sure. for people going into it. And it really it it comes down to connections. It comes down to being in the right place at the right time. And I feel uh, a lot of people that are in the middle of nowhere. Uh, they're not going to have as many opportunities as people that are in San Francisco, as people that are in New York, around the, yeah. or Austin, around the other people doing similar stuff. And I don't want people to see a false dichotomy in what we're saying. We're, we're not saying that connections are the only thing, and we're not saying that having the resume and the body of work is the only thing. You've got to have them both. When you do meet that, that gate holder, that, that, that gatekeeper, you need to have the resume ready to show instead of tell them what you want to do. You can show them what you yes. have done. Likewise, if you make all that stuff, but no one ever sees that has the ability to amplify you, you're probably never going to. Discovery is a problem on the iOS. Apple has trouble getting people to find games. Switch, you know, Nintendo has trouble pointing people to good products. Mm -hmm. How much worse in the weird randomness of the internet, which is mostly designed to just keep lifting people up that are already doing well? The internet is not designed to help new talent. See, I disagree with that ah, because okay. I, I feel like it's easier than ever now. And I know it's easy for me to say this because I've made it through that to the other side. But I've seen it now from so many people, whether it's Andy Cortez or Joey or whoever, who we notice them. You know what I mean? And I like are able to bring them into the video game industry. I'll Aaron, count, Porter. I'll count. Aaron Porter. Roger Perconi. Exactly. Like there's, It's not just the names that you hear about all the time. Like There's so many people... If you're doing something and are, are loud enough about like, hey, I'm doing something cool, it's going to get noticed. And maybe we don't need it at this time. And like, yeah, we don't have it. Like, I'd love to be able to hire everyone you just said full time. We can't do that right now. Yeah. But it's like when the moment comes where we do need to hire an editor, we do need to hire whatever it is that we do. It's like we have these people in mind because because of the Facebook group, because mm -hmm. of the Reddit, because of people that are active in the community and are doing the thing. And we, we know that the the talent and skills are out there. So when we need them, we can be like, oh, like we did the Mizzou trip and we're like, we need somebody that knows how to edit. Roger's proven time and time again, he can make a dope ass edit. Right. And he did. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. uh, Pixel Brave. He's been at so many meet and greets shooting all of the like behind the scenes content and we needed a shooter. He was our guy. You know, it's a shout out that we never shout out before. And I don't think we've ever talked about uh, Jen. I can never pronounce her last name. Druk Drukniak. Is that how you say that? Jen Drukniak? The name. I don't know how to say Drukniak. Yeah, okay, I think it is. Uh, Jen reached out a long time ago to me and was like, hey, I want to get better. I'm doing vlogs right now and cosplay stuff, and I want to turn that into a career of editing, and I don't need to be in front of the camera. And, like, you know, I'd like to work for Kind of Funny one day, right? And I watched her stuff, as I do for everybody who sends stuff in, and probably gave her two lines of feedback back. But they were basically like, we're not hiring now. Your stuff is good. Keep me posted on your career, right? And, like, every six months, seven months, she pops up and is like, hey, here's the update on the channel, what I've been doing, where I'm going. She's getting ready to move to New York now to chase the dream that way and so hopefully work for us one day. But, like, at PAX East, like, I was like, oh, cool, like, I'm going to be, she can, she's on the East Coast. I'm going to be at PAX East. Like, do you want to get a cup of coffee and just talk and catch me up on where she's at? Like, sure. Cause she wasn't in Boston. It wasn't coming to PAX East again. Cause like, you know, you only have so much money or mind share to go around. So she, you know, had her mom drive her in and we went and had a cup of coffee and I talked to her. I think I actually inhaled lunch while I talked to her cause I was on a break or whatever, but she caught me up on where she was and I, she impressed me so much that I texted Joey. I was like, where are you? 
She's like, I'm over here. I'm like, come over here and meet this girl. And just brought her. I'm like, Joey, this is Jen. Like, you know, she's awesome. And I think we're end up doing something with her one day. And I wanted you to meet her now. And then I gave her my uh, extra packs badge. And she went on the floor and did all, you know what I mean? And I, she was like, she wanted to get into cosplay. I was like, right now, go to the Filthy Casual booth. Darshell's there. I just mm-hmm. saw her. Go talk to her. She did. Introduce herself. Made it look, you know what I mean? Like, that's how this works. And that, and I understand for, where's the name on this one? Oh, Chris. There it is. Like, for Chris trying to do this and stuff, I don't. It's one of those, of course, you never get all the information in the letter, right? I appreciate that Chris is doing what we're saying, right? Of like, he's done all these hundreds of pieces of video content, reviews, news, all that stuff. Several years it's going nowhere, so you know he wanted to get very specific, and he's writing video games that pertain or articles that are about social issues, relationships, mental illness, right? On this blog he started up, he's got a podcast where he's interviewing developers that get ignored. He's working on this satirical book. That's all great stuff and but it is very niche you know as we've talked about right like there's a reason IGN's not talking to whatever developer you're talking to on this podcast because it isn't click it isn't not click worthy it isn't getting clicks it isn't yeah exactly and we struggle with that too of how many times we have an indie game that we love that we think's rad but it's like fuck how do we make that sexy for a party mode how do I make that so it doesn't totally underperform not because I'm super worried about the views but because I want to make sure the game gets out to the right people and how Mm -hmm. am I marketing our content the right way to get it to where it needs to be yeah so based on all all what you have here it's like it sounds like there's a lot of different things and my advice it's not that I think any of those are are bad it's just focus a bit more on one of the things and Mm -hmm. find the right audience talking about all the social issues and stuff polygon is your is where you would go yeah and and, and And get there my thing is scheme get their attention right you got to find the right people and systematically take them down i think for for people for people (laughs) like us like if if you were trying to get andy cortez got my attention because he made fan art that i was like this is fucking cool you are talented yeah and that's how he got in you know and it's like you find find your targets and find the best way to, to get, their, get attention. their attention. Yeah. And for, for Polygon, it's like, think about who would be interested in your articles and send it to them. Don't be pushy. And that's the thing is, biggest piece of advice I have is be cool. Do not be pushy. And networking does not mean just sending a bunch of emails and being like, hey, I want a job. Yeah. That's not networking. Networking is finding common ground and getting in with people. It's going to events and talking yeah. to people. That's the biggest yeah. thing is that for me of... Whether Jen's story, the people we talk to, the people we've worked with, it is it goes so far to meet them in person and have them talk to you and follow up on an email and follow up on something, right? And that's how you get into cool. I want to pitch Polygon, IGN, whatever. I ran into Justin Davis at a GDC party, which you wouldn't because he's got kids. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> you're more likely you met somebody else at IG, from an IGN yeah. at an IGN party, and then they introduce you to this, that, and the other. Like, that's the way to do it. Once you get these personal connections and be able to work them that way, and I know. It is expensive and it is scary to say, all right, cool, I'm going to go to a GDC, I'm going to go to an E3, I'm going to go to a PAX, whatever you need to do to be in the area with those people, but that's what you need to do. Part of what it took for me to get in, when I was, I literally met in a curry restaurant in Japan with American journalists Mm -hmm. while I was living there who were traveling to to cover TGS. Yeah. like, you guys want to have lunch? Yeah. And they did. And they, everybody needs to eat. Exactly. And ended up paving away. Now, I do think the niche work he's doing is important. I actually think that's a really good strategy still. I just think it's a good strategy because when you're doing different work and it's high quality, you can point to that for a gatekeeper and say, this is something I really care about. Nobody's covering. I understand this is an example of one thing I know how to do well. And that means I can do other things for you as well. So you mentioned Polygon. I agree you should approach them. But I also think that a lot of people at other outlets wish they were doing other kinds of work sometimes. Yeah. Like Greg expressed, you know, wishing you could find a, a sexy way to cover that indie yeah. game. And so I do think hitting that stuff you're passionate about is still important. I also think like I want to be very careful how I phrase this. Um that Quit. I think that's, huh? Quit. No. <laughs> now I want to get this right. Uh because I so I have friends named Tim Gettys and Greg Miller. And I have friends named Per Schneider and, and I have friends named Chastity Vicencio at Games GameSpot and I have been granted extraordinary opportunities by people who think I'm pretty good at what I do or like me. I'm awkward. I ramble. I'm weird socially. You steal hats. I steal hats. I don't have a good sense of humor. But there's some things I'm very good at also, and people have seen that, and they're willing to overlook the faults. Right now, you have been very generous to me. I have the support of well over a thousand people on Patreon. And to make ends meet, I do freelance work 
and am not actually full timing into the creative endeavors that I mm-hmm. like to be doing mm-hmm. right now. Um, that's not a complaint. That is a fact of my life at this particular day. Y'all are financially generous. Patreon is financially generous. My freelance work combines, and I kind of right now get by. But I'm not nearly as financially successful as it would take for me to be stable and work only on the projects through Hot Bullet and Jump that I'd like to and try start the new things and put the money behind the things I'd like to do. I don't have it right now. And I have every advantage in the world. I know the right people. I have a lot of experience. And even in that situation, I'm not where I'd like to be. So I'm not trying to say, oh, I empathize or sympathize. I'm saying that it's really difficult. And I do identify with keeping at it and keeping trying. And you guys who stepped away from a sure thing years ago to form this, I think you understand exactly where this young man's coming from. And there's a lot to be said for that. Did that sound awful, what I just said, and self-pitying? Because that was not my intention. You don't like yourself enough. You should like yourself more. You're a great dude. You got a good sense of humor. I understand. No, what I mean is, like, I'm worried that I was rambling. It's hard to make a living, even if you are. I think that I'm I'm not going to work anywhere better than here ever. And it's still hard to do. Yeah. I just feel like the going back to your time about the internet. I feel like it makes it easier because when you're on the right side of things, uh, there's a pay it forward mentality, and there's like an appreciation for the people that did give you the opportunities. And I feel like as long as you kind of cultivate that type of audience, it's like you're going to continue, and then the the talent is going to find you, and then you're going to be like, all right, I'm I'm giving this person a shot, mm-hmm. and you just kind of keep going forward. And like like what you're saying, like we're able to give you the shots that we can, exactly, but. That's also not going to be good enough for you, people do not deserve to get paid to talk about video games. Yes, that's what I'm trying to convey. It's like that's that I, I was worried I sound self pity. No, no, but no, but no. what I'm saying is, no, I am. I am paid far more than any human being should ever be paid to talk about video games. It's amazing. I live an incredible life. And, and so do we all. And I do think we're good at what we do. I bet Chris is good at what he does. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of people that want to do this in very few jobs. I feel a good way to get people's attention is to make content about their content. And it's like that earlier I was talking about fan art. It doesn't need to be just that. Do a response video to an article you sell, right? Like if you if you find the niche that you, you're in, you're like, you know what? Kotaku's voice feels like my voice. Mm. Find an article mm. and then make a video response to it and like have a counterpoint or agree and explain why you agree and add something to it. And like then tweet at those people and be like, hey, look, like here's mm-hmm. here's what I have to say about this. And it's like, Maybe they won't look at it, but maybe they will. And all it takes is one person to give you the shot, and yeah. then you're at a party, and then that person introduces you to everyone else, and then all of a sudden, you do have all these friends. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. When it happens, it happens quick. It's strange. The gatekeepers that created my career, just like there was nobody, and then suddenly there was everybody. It's and amazing. There's so many examples of people in our community. Yusuf McGuid uh, over at Ubisoft now. Yeah. Wasn't it Ubisoft two years ago? I met he him. He was at, just working out. I met He was working out a lot. Um, I met him at the, well, he's been to a bunch of events, but I really got to talk to him at the IGN uh, 20th anniversary party that they threw. That was like pretty much their kind of funny live uh, a couple years ago. And it's just like, that's a perfect example is just go to events that you know people are going to be at and then be cool to them. <laughs> talk mm-hmm. to them. Have, be, like Be pleasant and don't feel like you're trying to network. Mm-hmm. Like don't ever come off mm-hmm. like you're asking someone for a job. The best way to get a job from somebody you're trying to get a job, a job from is to just be their friend <laughs> and then hurt. be your, be their friend and be talented and then it'll come up naturally like the moment that you're just like hey like one day i'm gonna work for you you're not gonna work for mm-hmm. us but it, it was nice walking over to to i don't know i remember greg writing to me one day it's like one day you'll make content for me and that, that was nice and it meant a lot because i i did want to work here i i'm happier now that i've been in a decade mm. uh doing what i'm doing here and so much of it has to do with with finally finding myself in a place where I'm doing what I want um, it, uh, most of the time. But I, I think about when I first got to IGN in a very different role than what I ended up doing. Um, I did just walk over one day and say, can I be on my own one day? And yeah. Like, yeah, sure. You're the guy I dumped chips on, you know, and, and it worked out really well. That kind of straightforwardness is appropriate once a person understands something about the caliber of your ability. When there's a relationship that's been established. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't try to like ingratiate myself to you, but I also was open about what I wanted once we knew each other. Yeah, exactly. 
The Tim Getty schemey shit too. It's like look at it. Like being in games media isn't the only option too. The games industry is huge, and whether yeah. it's PR or making games themselves or any type of marketing, it's like think about what your skill set is and what you're interested in doing, and then find the group that does that. And it's like it, that goes beyond just um, the things that you think about. But like PR, for example, like Activision. You don't need to get a job at Activision to do PR for Activision games. There's Edelman and like all these different triple point. Uh, There's so many places that are PR companies yeah, that yeah. it's like you can kind of like find a back door in kind of, and then all of a sudden you're at events talking about Activision games yeah. uh, for a company that people probably aren't looking for because they immediately just think of the big names, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then once you're at the parties and stuff, then you can network and then you get to meet people and find something else that you're trying to do. Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, networking and being in person is the biggest thing. That seems to be what, for Chris, he's is missing. We're extrapolating from this, obviously, mm-hmm. right? Of like, yeah, to what you're talking about, there's no algorithm that's going to go out and find... I was just reading it, but quietstoriesblog.com, right? Like, the mm-hmm. how, are you, how are people going to know to go find that stuff? And so, and like, yeah, if you're working with smaller developers on your own podcast, it's the same thing. Like, collaboration is the biggest part of all of this. It's how we mm-hmm. grow when we go and collaborate with people who are in our same wheelhouse and do things that we want to do. So hopefully you get their audience to come over and continue on the trend yeah. and, and find where there's a need for something. You were talking about this earlier about like, yeah, there's sites that wish they were doing things, but aren't. Yeah. I remember when we were at IGN, like when Minecraft was blowing up. All right. If you had a focus on Minecraft and you had a pitch and you went and some yeah. emailed pair and were like, Hey, like, I want to be your Minecraft guy, and here's what I'm going to do. You would have been hired. <laughs> like, oh, immediately. Every meeting was, yeah. how do we solve Minecraft? And, how do we own Minecraft? And I feel like those are the type of things that, you know, you can you can do. Like, you can just yep. kind of think and be like, all right, this site seems like it would like this content. I'm going to pitch them on that because I can do it. What I is think, this site doing, that, or what, what are they not doing that I could fill for them? The amount of E3 work I got just this year out of being JRPG guy yep. or weird nis america guy or following bloodstained like that niche stuff does help because sometimes people say like oh wait we probably ought to cover that and then Mm -hmm. you're there and that's helpful i talk about this a lot um a great way to meet people uh and i I realize it was my pathway in so i always default to this but the thing about guide writing is it's inherently Mm -hmm. interactive you have to work with an editor uh you just have to to write a guide in a wiki format and that means you get to know the editor Mm. that is a great way to get to know people at some of the larger outlets yeah, um, I, it is hard, long work that doesn't pay by the hour particularly well when you consider how much time it takes to write a guide. But it is a great way to build experience and it is a great way to know people inside. Uh, and that counts for so much. So I hope we haven't misconveyed that it is not. Uh, there's another Superman. I love it. Well, I thought you were looking for his name. Oh, the name. Yeah. Trying to help oh, you. I out. thought you were pointing to that S. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> killing this S. I just doodle. I was like, well, yes, that is a, that is another S you sketched. Oh. I, got a, the I just doodle while I listen. Nah, it helps Chris, me. Chris, look, man, um, I, I'll look at your stuff. I can't wait to see it. And I hope that just us here talking about it right now draws some You mean talking about quietstoryblog.com? Yeah, because this sounds like it's, it's right up my alley. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Sure. I, I care about the things that you're caring about here. Um, but uh, I don't, there is no magic. Just keep doing the smartest things you know how and keep understanding that somebody will have to open the door and, and that um, we can do our best and fail. That happens too. I, yeah. I, God, I hate saying that, but it is true. just yeah. true. My closing words: just be cool to people and don't be weird. And that is online and in person. Sure. And I feel like like we're we're saying, oh, you need to be in the same room with people. There's so many, so many people because of the Facebook group, because of uh, Twitter conversations I have, whatever. Where I'm like, I know these people and they are cool. So if I do see them in real life, eventually, we already are like, oh, hey, you're. Whoever you are from the Facebook group, and I'm like, Ball I know Ripper your name. 69. I know your, your opinions on stuff, and like, we already have that kind of relationship because the magic of the internet. And then once you have that relationship, it's one step closer to being like, "Hey, I'm good at this. Do you know somebody that can help me?" Jinx right. Junior is a great example, right? Mm, like yeah. the way that he terrible found, at everything found ways to uh, kind of. Um, get into our lives yeah you know and like like understand us and he was on gamescast and like yeah he paid to be there but guess what totally worth it because now every time um GameSpot or ign has a position open i haven't been able to get him a job yet but i'm always he's like can i use user recommendation I'm like yes you're yeah. awesome yeah i can say that you're good at talking about games editing videos doing all this stuff and mean it so that one day that'll fun. work but again that's, that goes back to it. it's like there's no guarantees even when you do have 
people pulling strings for you. Also, if you have an Instagram, don't take too many pictures of yourself. Um, oh, I disagree with that. No, that's, I, that's I, popular I, on Instagram. That's what no, people want no, no, on Instagram. Popular is that I, I think narcissism comes off wrong when, when you're trying to. No, that's what kids are. You, you don't understand the kids. Followers. You don't understand, understand kids, kids anymore. Kids. No. Uh, <laughs> and don't stream Fortnite. Everybody else is already doing it. That's <laughs> really uh, good. Any uh, closing words for that, Greg? I mean, it's what we're saying. You got it. I mean, I think nowadays it's so much harder and there's so many more barriers to entry that like i think test your metal and see if you're actually going to be part of this so if you're like well i'm not just going to go to a gdc e3 packs whatever and hope i meet people or uh, and like then it's not going to happen like you have to, like that's where we're at is that you have to make this thing happen for yourself where you go out and you won't give up because i think that's the those are the people who succeed are the ones who are like well, i'm not letting this dream go like this is gonna i'm gonna make this thing happen which is what i did in a very different time when it was not easier but it there were fewer barriers to entries which i know sucks that i got in and now it's so tough to get in on the other way but yeah, I, I like what you just said there. Persistence doesn't mean you'll succeed. Yeah. But persistence is the only way you'll succeed. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And so if you get yeah. to that point where you're like, that's a bridge too far. I can't imagine. I'm, I'm an introvert. I, I, I would never go to. Well, OK, I don't know how to help you. You can only be taken so far. Mm -hmm. And and I, I want to say this, too, because we've been very. But, but, but it is worth it. Um, this is the greatest job I can imagine. It's fantastic. My life is a series of adventures I, and blessings surrounded by some of the most amazing people I've ever had the opportunity to meet on the planet Earth that make up the creators and media personalities around this industry. This is worth loving and worth wanting. And uh, I, I, I look down on no one who looks at this and says, yeah, that's what I want. You should, life is short, go for what you care about. Hmm? Sorry, that was a little ranty. I liked it. Jared. You an idea to close out this show. A new yeah. segment that we are calling Jared's Game. Mobile Game? Mobile Game or Bullshit. That's right. It's That's mobile game or bullshit. Is it a mobile game or bullshit? Jared's going to read some stuff and we'll figure out if it's a real game or not. Jared, buddy. Okay, here's how it works. Ladies and gentlemen, I have here, we're going to do this every, every week if this works out, a list of five mobile game names. Or are they? Are, dun, dun, dun. are these the names? Cool Greg likes this. <laughs> of real mobile games, or are they made up? Now, for the record, as this is the first time we've ever played this game, yes, it can, they can all be bullshit. They can all be real. This isn't it one a week. Any mix, any possible mix of these five, Tim will compete with Greg. Oh man, to see who is the very first weekly mobile gamer bullshit champion. Okay. Some weeks are gonna have themes. I think. Okay, but this week we're just kind of you know getting our toes a little wet. Might have a little theme song. I think maybe get saying. Andy to make some custom MoGraph, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Greg, are you our scorekeeper? Um, I'm just, I, I think better when I can see, so I'm going right. to write it out. I, I say that we go through, we each say if it's real or not, and you don't tell us the answers until all five are done. Until all five yeah. are done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because really? then, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. We're going to do it that way. That's how you want to do it. You think you don't want to go one by one? No, no. I like it at the end. Yeah, one oh, giant, okay, one giant end, vote. All right. Builds up that. There we go. Tension. Okay, so uh, we're gonna. We didn't have a pre-match coin flip to see who goes first. So I'm gonna pick Greg because I like him more than Tim. Thank you. So here we go, Greg. <laughs> Did you celebrate that, cool Greg? <laughs> He's your brother. <laughs> all right, hold on. First game. You ready? Yep. Boost Arena. Boost is Boost Arena mobile game or bullshit? Boost Arena is one hundred percent a mobile game. Greg Miller says mobile game. Tim Geddes. Boost My Arena. thing is, Boost Arena sounds like Jared Petty trying to make up the mobile <laughs> game name. So I'm going to say bullshit. Okay. There we go. He's calling it. That's number one. So once again, audience, Greg Miller. Mobile game. Tim Geddes. Bullshit. Number two. I like this game. Jam and Spoon. Tim Geddes. Shit. Mobile game. Jam and Spoon. Mobile game. Mobile game. Says Tim Geddes. I am Greg saying Miller. Jam and Spoon is bullshit. <laughs> there we go. Reversal of fortune. I love it. There can only be one. Number three. Greg Miller. Yeah. Card Quest. <laughs> I'm going to say Card Quest is a mobile game. Mobile game, says Greg Miller. Tim Geddes? I'm going to say mobile game. 
Mobile game. Yeah. Cool, Greg, what do you say? Okay, you're ten with all of these. So you guys are in alliance here. Everyone agrees. Card Quest. A mobile game. Tim Gettys. Pixel Stars. Oh, Jesus. Bullshit. Bullshit. Tim Gettys. Says both. Greg Miller. Pixel Stars is 100% a mobile game. There we go. <laughs> I love how, how divergent you guys are on these. It's great. Last one, Greg Miller. Yeah. Mobile game or bullshit? The Temple of Elemental Evil. <laughs> I am going to say the Temple of Elemental Evil is bullshit. I'm Tim going Gettys. mobile game. I'm going mobile. That's too going specific. Mobile game. That's too specific. It sounds too much like something Jared Petty would <laughs> say. Right, though. <laughs> the temple of temperamental evil. <laughs> elemental temperamental evil. evil. Elemental evil. The temple right. of temperamental evil. So let's evil. start from the top. Boost right. arena. Boost arena. Absolutely a mobile game. Yeah. Bing, 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 As a matter of fact, a new mobile game just out today. Oh, oh wow! God. Okay. As Booster are, by Rita. the way, all the real mobile games in the list games that came out today. Oh, smart, I smart way to do it. Looked up on Touch Arcade. Now we have to agree to never cheat. Of course. Okay. Jam and spoon and spoon <laughs> is a German house band. Bullshit. Damn it! It's, it's not bullshit. a mobile play game. It out here. <laughs> it's the name of a German house band. Jam and spoon. All right. So two for call two. that one BS. Card Quest. Both of you. Saying mobile. Said Card Quest, a mobile game from the creators of games such as Card Quest. Card Quest is a mobile game. Yay! Oh, bing, 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 okay. bing, bing, bing. I got my point. Pixel Stars. Once again, Touch Arcade out today. Pixel stars. Ding 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 ding. You said yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Looks like uh <laughs> oh, damn it. Guys, I don't want to alarm you. I might have a perfect game. All right. <laughs> the temple of elemental, elemental evil is a real video Duh. game. Oh, oh. But not oh for by Atari, the Temple of Elemental Evil, based on the classical Dungeons and Dragons tabletop module, one of the best D&D games ever. Damn. Although very buggy. Five for five, Greg Five Miller. for five, right, Greg Miller, here he comes. Sorry, Tim. Sorry about that. Sometimes people want to forget who the true champion is. I do all the time. Who is the kind of funny world champion, Tim? No one forgot to you. Who is it? It's you. It's Greg. What's my name? Greg Miller. Say it all. Greg Miller. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, proving that I'm the best, that Nick Scarpino sucks. True. I can Perfect confirm. game. Jared Petty, they call you the human computer quite often, and you came in here thinking you could Bobby Fisher me, but I showed your CPU. Fuck you, you know? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the kind of funny games cast each and every week we get together, talk about video games, all the things we love about them. Thank you to all of the Patreon supporters making this show happen. Uh, and until next week, I love you. Can I do it? Can I get two perfect games in a row? Well, I'll find out next week, won't we, everybody? I enjoyed that. That was fun. Yeah. That was uh, great. You want to do it again next one. week? Yes. Yeah, let's okay. definitely do that. Yeah.